All right. Notalia. Alberto. How goes it, my friend? It's going. I'm having a really great Saturday so far. Yeah. We had a dance party. A mini dance party. Mini dance party. Just let the energy flow. Everyone, pause this podcast. Go play Human by John Summit. Dance around and then come back. So we're on the same level. You know if you tell them to pause, they're not coming back. Okay, wait, stay. (laughs) All right, excuse the chair creaking. I'm going to make sure that stops. Jesus. All right, well, welcome to Closer to the Core, episode four. Episode four. I'm your host for today's episode, Albert. I'm hosting Albert. I'm I'm my shit. (laughs) (laughs) We always start off so strong. Yes. It's our strong suit, for sure. We are strong starters. That is what we are. Isn't that how that works? Well, today I kind of wanted to talk about, I I had a week uh, still working, but my girlfriend came and visited. It was very nice. Um, but it does throw me off my routine. And so today I think I wanted to chat about kind of finite versus infinite, the long-term versus short-term goals. Yeah. And well, I guess, tell me, Natalie, when, when something knocks you off your routine, when you go on vacation or shit happens, what is, what's your process like of getting back on, onto what you want to do, want to be doing? Um, I let it happen naturally. <laughs> you let it happen naturally. <laughs> I do. Uh, can you close the door behind you, actually? Yeah, sure. So what do you mean by you let it happen naturally? I don't really go in with a game plan. Uh, I'm trying to, like, think of an example. I, I feel as though me leaving my quote-unquote routine, like, my, my day-to-day stuff, and mm-hmm. going on, like, maybe a vacation, sleeping like at a friend's house. Like that hike The hike. Not that hike, the camping trip. Oh, right, right, the camping trip. I mean, I, it's kind of just, like, integrated into how I go about day-to-day anyway. I'm, I'm extremely chaotic, Albert. <laughs> I um, I keep doing, like, my basic routines when I'm, like, out and about. But, like, let's say, like, I, I'm out at a friend's house and, like, we, we drink a little too much. You know, I'm going to sleep there and it's going to be okay. Um, I didn't bring a toothbrush and it's going to have to be what it is. I didn't brush my teeth. <laughs> um, so maybe the first thing I would do is go home, get a toothbrush, <laughs> brush that shit, um, go about the rest of my day. Uh, it doesn't really throw me off because I don't really have too much structure to crumble to begin with. I, I, I live very fluidly. Um, I integrate change just throughout like living day to day. Damn. So just me, huh? No. <laughs> a lot of people will probably resonate with what you have to say yeah. I, like I, routines are of human nature to want to kind of integrate into how we live it makes sense in, in our society when we have so many responsibilities that we have to make sure we get to and like you want to feel your best so you want to make sure that you're doing so i mean i i self-care is just part of the natural flow mm-hmm. for me um you know it's crazy that i kind of have to think about and remind myself now when I come back home from like going on a trip is uh, people who live in high areas will understand this. But I always try to work out pretty much the first day I'm back off of uh, some sort of excursion, leaving the home, uh, some kind of vacation. And the first thing that always hits me is like, shit's way harder up here, man. <laughs> like getting a yeah. like going from like not exercising for a week to exercising at 5,500 feet in the air. <laughs> it's like pretty so when pretty i go on vacation jarring. i have trouble sit like sitting still for too long so no matter what i'm like doing it's mm-hmm. always going to involve movement 
so I kind of don't have hiatuses in that sense where mm. I like I can imagine if I was maybe taking a beach vacation I was just laying out on the beach for a week straight that it was gonna it would probably affect me coming yeah. back for sure but I haven't like experienced that at least recently. I think to my extent I'd, I'd normally just walk a lot but walking isn't the same as like physical exertion I guess at least my body doesn't perceive it the same way mm. do you get that do you does that happen to you <laughs> Like walking in higher elevation. Like the last time, like say you went to like you went back home or something, mm -hmm. and then you like came back and went to the climbing gym. Did it not just like knock the wind out of you for a little bit? I mean, if I take a day off from the climbing gym, I come back with the wind knocked out of me. That's not a great example. <laughs> um, but when I I remember when I landed in New York City, this is a couple months ago. It was a very humid day, and it was it was in the springtime where things started to get warmer too. So my body just wasn't used to it to begin with. But I landed in New York City, and I felt like I was swimming in the air. Like, straight mm -hmm. up swimming. It was honestly harder for me to exist in the humid climate. Coming back felt more normal. Oh, dry versus humid. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is... I was in Toronto during a heat wave, and it literally felt like I was drinking the air. It was very strange. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I guess I'd have to maybe record how I'm feeling or, like, write write it down pay, pay attention to the difference but i haven't really noticed anything i'm mm -hmm. always like gassing myself regardless so yeah so getting back to routine i guess the first thing i started to realize is <laughs> okay uh i had this kind of argument slash conversation it was not an argument it was, it was very much just like a meme of a conversation but i was talking to my coworkers, and my manager had been up for like 26 hours straight <laughs> and he's like he was just for i don't even know why i think it was half work half him being dumb and playing games and stuff 26 hours yeah so like because we had to get up early and do like this whole steam launch for our, our company like a for uh for one of our games and it was pretty early it was decently early but it, we were talking about how about how like oh you know like resetting the sleep schedule i feel like as a kid Maybe that's hard dude i feel like as a kid like in like middle school high school or college like when you like fuck your sleep schedule and you're like going to bed at like 5 a.m or something like sometimes it seems like the correct action is to just stay up the whole day and i i think i'm yeah. realizing just how horrible that is for your body i think that i don't know what the solution is though i notice there's a lot of factors throughout your day that if you do switch up like it'll affect your sleep and like i still don't know how to get that shit back on track like if i work out too late i'm gonna be i'm gonna be up late you I'm think so it's it's what it's what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I stopped going like as late as I was going because mm -hmm. I just noticed I wasn't able to fall asleep. But my sleeping is still affected by this. I, I'm, I'm like laying in bed. I usually go to bed around like ten ten thirty because mm -hmm. I, I mean naturally like my entire life it's taken me a long time to fall asleep once I lay in bed. My it's when my mind is like most active. It's very unfortunate for me. <laughs> no, I feel that. I, so I definitely. I, I usually the lay way. there for at least an hour, but lately like I find myself just like tossing and turning like i can't like even calm my body down mm -hmm. um it's not like i'm anxious either like i, I just want to go 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 like i just i need to get up i need to be doing something but like no yeah. i need to go to bed do you um, take like caffeine or pre-workout or anything for your workouts no and you don't really drink too much coffee or anything do you i don't drink anything past like noon damn so yeah that's just all in the brain then yeah all in the brain i end up falling asleep um between like 12 and 1 and then i have mm -hmm. such a hard time waking up in the morning this has always been a problem for me but like as of recently it's like i 
do not want to get up. I feel like I'm closer to cracking the code, uh, the the quote unquote code. Uh, it's so. What is your nighttime routine like? Just straight vibing. Yeah, so there's no routine. So okay, so because I was the same way, especially I think one of the things I realized is, as someone who comes from a background of playing a lot of video games is that video games are so um, wiring that mm. even when you finish playing like your brain and your heart are still going and that was everywhere from playing like single player like i was playing god of war to like last night i played valorant which is like a first person competitive shooter for the first time in a few months right. and it's like you have such hyper focus and like it's they're such intense and fun games that when you're done with them your brain doesn't want to shut off for another like hour or two uh, and so that kind of cracking the code thing I, I, I mentioned is, is is very much just having some kind of set routine that I created for myself just over time. Right. Um, so it started with just obviously brushing the teeth and then it's like brush and floss. And then like I did I, after I read Atomic Habits, it was like, OK, habit stacking. If you do something enough times next to another habit, it becomes so automatic that it's like you can just build the habit out of that. So that's right. where I kind of came with like. After I do, like, my nighttime routine, then it goes into, like, the wind-down routine. And so the wind-down routine is mm. is the meditate, journal, and then read. Meditation. And that, like, shuts my brain off. And here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing that I realized is, like, I can do all of that. And it helps me fall asleep faster. But one of the things that I realized, which is kind of similar to what you were talking about, is if I don't exercise at some point during the day. I, for me, I think I'm lucky that it doesn't really affect me too much whether I work out at night or whether I work out in the morning. But if I don't do some sort of like decently exerting, like energy exerting action activity during the day, I will not fall asleep for another hour or so. Like I will just sit mm. there in bed. So it's like, cause bro, we're, like we're animals. Like we're meant to fight, like move around and do I know, crazy shit. But like Friday, for example, I, I did the same thing that I had done the week before and I went climbing um before work i got all that energy out before work and then like i didn't want the party to stop so i obviously went on a hike after work like i'm just exerting so much energy at this point Mm -hmm. and i i just wanted to keep going i don't know i didn't want to sleep at that point like i feel like there's the other side of the coin of you know like especially when you work out late and you you finish your workout like what if you want to keep going um keep going as in working out yeah your brain is like let's keep going like maybe it's just me and i have like way too much energy Mm. um well i guess it's also different right we're doing different workouts like i'm doing like weightlifting and you're doing rock climbing for the most part right yeah, I do rock climbing for the most part. And honestly, I need to stop thinking about rock climbing while I'm laying in bed because I don't think my body is going to want to fall asleep when it's picturing me on a wall, like about to fall. So <laughs> You know, it's really interesting about that. They uh, they did some research. I can't remember my source for this, but it's it's essentially like thinking about doing exercise kicks your body into gear, like exactly like you're saying. Like at night, you, sh- you should... It's hard not leave to leave rock climbing at it's so the hard gym when you're addicted, dude. But like <laughs> so during hard. the day, sure. But like at night, like try to like it's hard to say try to not think about it because when you say don't think about something, obviously you fucking think about it, right? So yeah. But um, before we start too far from this, I want to put everyone on to something. I wouldn't like I want to classify this as part of my routine. I guess I don't really structure it like that. But everyone hates doing dishes. Like, tell me I'm wrong. No one actually enjoys doing dishes. Agreed. 
But what if I told you you could enjoy doing dishes? And today's sponsor is Natalie's Brain. What what's what, what's going on here? <laughs> um, you're putting me on to something here. I'm putting you on you're the to an, en- so. an enjoyment in <laughs> the things that you need to do. Because honestly, I fall asleep way better, and I just have a better night's sleep. I have a better day in general when my space is clean. Everything mm. is like everything is good. So you're gonna feel good while doing it. But you might not feel good doing it as of right now, but I'm going to put you on. Don't worry. Um, you're going to feel good after because you're going to be with a clean kitchen. Perfect for bre- making breakfast in the morning. Like everything's already done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, look at cleaning your dishes as a meditation. This is like totally changed. my. I love doing dishes. This is like my guilty pleasure that I feel like a lot fuck? of people That's can't relate crazy. to. Crazy. You like... When I'm doing dishes, to me, it's extremely meditative. I have like, I put my headphones on, I'm listening to music and I'm like just feeling the warm water coming on my skin. I'm feeling like I'm washing the the dirt off of the dishes. I'm washing the food off the dishes. It's very cleansing. It feels very cleansing for me. I'm like, you know, giving that affirmation. I'm watching the sink become cleaner and cleaner as I'm working on it. And it's like, I'm 100% in the present moment just doing my dishes and I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. And I think like... I definitely agree. I, I, I for sure when I'm doing dishes like by hand, like we, we didn't use that dishwasher for the first like six months we were here. But like doing dishes by hand is like you get into a flow. Mm-hmm. Even loading the dishwasher, like you don't necessarily need to hand wash all your dishes, but like rinsing the food off and then like... I organize the dishwasher to be like a perfect organization. I don't just throw <laughs> shit in there. I'm like, okay, I want the big plates to go on this side. And then we're going to like slowly, gradually go down to the smaller plates. The bowls go over here. It's, it feels great. It, it definitely, it scratches the brain and it gets me ready for bed. I guess that would be part of my, my nighttime routine for sure. Well, it's very like, absolutely. That kind of just menial task is very meditative in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to think about anything else. Like, your brain does it so automatically. Like, if you do focus on it, cool. Like, and you could even try it without music or podcasts or whatever. Like, it's, it is very... Yeah, like, listen to the water. Like, just working with your hands. Yeah. You know? Like, that kind of thing. Also, I will say that my favorite part of doing dishes, if I had to pick one, is the final part where it's, like, when you clean the sink and rinse everything down. I love oh my god dude the cleaning the sink part is so lit what the fuck okay hold on you're actually turning me on to this i told you i'm turning you all on like i wasn't kidding so you guys are gonna do your dishes later tonight and be like oh natalie was so right put on some oh my god either wiping down the counters too, getting that stove to be all sparkly and shiny Mm -hmm. all your spices back on the spice having a clean space is really nice yeah for sure yeah my space has been messy for a little bit. I need to do some cable management, but that's honestly, it's so much work. <laughs> like, I remember in episode one, I, I said that I like to watch, like, videos online of people in their routines. Like, mm-hmm. I want to watch a video of someone doing their dishes and cleaning their kitchen, dude. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, so nice. I like the uh, I like the ones of, like, they do, like, the lawn mowing ones and the pressure washing ones. Oh, my God. Have you seen the I don't think I've watched guy? someone clean their dishes, though. It's, like, usually a very short like clip of like all right i'm cleaning my dishes now i'm walking over and i'm putting my clothes away and now i'm walking back and i'm, I'm fixing the oh rug. you know what's crazy about uh, have you seen the ones where it's like the super high tech like korean homes no oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they get like a million amazon packages and they're like opening it up and it's like crazy inventions on like different like but they're all like really 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 specific and then it's crazy. Like the videos that I've seen, they live in extremely tiny apartments mm-hmm. and they have like 
all of these gadgets. It, it seems like these people are just it, constantly getting new gadgets, gadgets, yeah. gadgets, gadgets. Because your home like, would you be cluttered, them? right? Like that'd be. It should be cluttered. <laughs> where are these gadgets going? I don't know. We need to learn some Korean organization and cleaning. No, because their houses look so perfect too. Like it's not like there's shit everywhere. So that actually loops back pretty nicely uh, because I think one of the things after I leave for a week that I tend to do is like I'll do like I'll make sure like all my laundry is done, and mm-hmm. like if I'm gone for a week, like I gotta dust my desk down and my keyboard and like spray some like you know uh, do the compressed air and like clean up my computer and make sure. Just everything's ready for me to, like, actually get back to work. That's why I think after you go on a vacation, one buffer day to, like, let yourself actually recoup to, like, getting back to work. 100%. Essential. I've learned this the hard way too many times. Yeah. Like, going right back into things when, I guess, yeah, that does loop back pretty nicely. Like, yeah. you need to let reset. Your brain, mm-hmm. Just reset your space. Like, they say you are who you hang out with, but I think you also are your space. Yeah. Like, what, what you are able to create in your space like i want like i'm always bugging albert that he needs to get ambient lights you need ambient lighting i don't want he uses the big light and it's very it's just crazy to me what for my living room yeah no no i'm not putting ambient lights in my room you need ambient lights everywhere no even the bathroom no i disagree i think even your porch should have ambient one of the things that keeps you up at night is too much light exposure before bed. I highly doubt you walk around in pitch black at night. You have the big light on, and it's, if anything, way more fluorescent and damaging for you than a nice ambient light, like a little lamp with warm lighting. Come on. Everyone can probably back... Hopefully everyone can back me up on this. All right. Help me pick out some stupid ambient lights. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Gladly. I just don't know how to, like... I don't know where to place them to make it not look like garbage. I know for the room that people get those LED strips, which also the adhesive track attracts bugs or whatever, but... Mm, I wouldn't want... Don't steer away from LEDs. Steer away. What, what are you thinking? Like, I'm thinking warm lights. Just some warmth. It, like, will totally, it can make your space look totally different. Because, you know, you, you're able to see everything in your space because of light. So whatever, like, you get to control what energy is bouncing off is it the big fluorescent big light that looks like it's made to attract moths and murder you <laughs> or is it like cute and murder you <laughs> that's how i feel very very strongly about lighting um i'm actually like at my job i'm moving my office down the hall into a new office mm-hmm. I, I love my office mates i do not want to leave them but i I need better lighting. The lighting in my office just pisses me off. It's just giant fluorescent lights hanging overhead. I no. Yeah, those are not great. It's not happening anymore. I'm not actually even in my living room like too too much. And when I am, it's during daylight, so I feel this way about sounds. I feel this way about temperature. Um I need to become more malleable to different environments because I do like I am the type that just wants to be able to control all of those factors. Mm. So I can do that in my in my apartment, but I can't necessarily do it everywhere. Like I can't do it at the restaurant that I'm going to, but I can pick a better restaurant. You know, mm, that's why yes. I, like, I'm very picky in where we go. Well, your office space is extremely important because that's office where you work too. and you're productive. So that's where you should be picky about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna move. I'm gonna have giant windows. I'm gonna have like a little lamp, nice soft lighting lamp. I'm gonna have a standing desk too. Mm. It's it's gonna improve my mental health at work tenfold for sure. So. 
flipping back a little bit, I feel like my optimal routine, like kind of tying it in with light, is uh, having light exposure. When here's a here's a, another really big one, because um, I know you also tend to get up pretty early. Mm-hmm. When you're up early, wh- at what point do you leave the house? Is it for work? Like that's when you step out of the house. Yeah. So, one really cool tip um, that I learned from Andrew Huberman. He's like the neuroscientist dude mm-hmm. who does those super sciencey podcasts. He's awesome, but. Uh, one of the cool things that he uh, that I learned from him was early morning light exposure for an X amount of minutes. Depends on the amount of light, but basically our bodies are meant to wake up to a certain amount of light, like a certain level of light, which is essentially sunrise, right? Your body will right. sleep through the sunrise depending on when you go to bed. But the way it works is it, he recommends is basically when you first see like a certain amount of light in the morning, your body starts the timer of like here's when we're gonna go to bed so like when you sit inside even if you wake up at seven and you don't leave the house till nine like your body doesn't like it knows it's awake but when it sees that daylight that's when it really like locks in that timer so i'm gonna be difficult per usual so (laughs) wait before we go to that i guess (laughs) oh i just want to like i want to know what you think about this Yeah, yeah, yeah um i like sleep with my my shades open I like the moonlight pouring in. It probably does nothing, but I... I, I No, moonlight definitely does... Will affect your sleep. Like, in a negative way? Yes, because it's light. It's it's the sun reflected off of a giant white surface. I just, like... Spiritually, it feels like it's cleansing me in my sleep. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that's totally fine to feel that way. I'm just saying, like, if you try to go to bed and there's a full moon beaming light into your eyes when they're... You obviously, like, when your eyelids are closed, you're still receiving and the light. And lately, the lightning at night, too, has been waking me up. Yeah. Okay, well, to be fair, the the, the storm a few days ago was just really fucking loud. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. It woke me up at 3 in the morning. So, it felt like it was, like, right above my house. It normally, I love that shit, but it was so funny. Like, I, like, shot up out of bed from not the lightning, but I was, like, I think my body was, like, half awake from the lightning, uh, but I love the rain and sleeping. So like, it, like, it was kind of that nice, like, oh, rain. And then I like, go back to sleep and I shot out of bed. And the reason I shot out of bed was not because of the lightning is because I had my window wide the fuck <laughs> open and I got sprayed oh with cold water at 4am. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so like, I, I like shot up out of bed and like, my girl was like, well, like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. I just like slammed both the windows shut. But did she get sprayed too? No, because I was on the side closer to the window. Uh, so she was like, what the fuck is up with you? <laughs> you probably scared the shit out of her. No, I definitely did because I, I actually like shot up. Like it was She's it was good. definitely like an aggressive movement. Um, oh my God. So absolutely. Did you nice. go back to bed after that? Or yeah, yeah. Was it, it game over? It was like, 4 a.m. No, I went back to bed. Okay, okay. Um, okay but go back, go back to the sunlight thing. Yeah, uh, the moonlight thing I think is is like okay. Just be wary of when it's like a full moon. Like you're gonna get a lot of light at night. And uh, interestingly enough, Huberman says um, the science says that uh, light at night isn't too too bad. Blue light is like slightly worse. That kind of thing. One of the uh, factors that's bad is um, overhead light, and the moon is overhead. So it's like if you can get a light source that's mm-hmm. lower than your height pretty much so like candles i've never heard that before that's actually really interesting yeah it is super interesting how did they even think to study that like the the elevation of the light affects yeah because well, like, if you think about like the, the way our body clocks work right. and the sun is overhead damn that's interesting okay. yeah 
Yeah, I mean, well, well, I sleep with the shades open, so when the sun rises, mm-hmm. like, in theory, my body should be like, oh, time to wake up. Dee, yes. Dee, 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 dee. And here's a really interesting thing that you can test, we can test, we could do it right now, uh, is it's a bright, sunny day today. It is beautiful. Like, my, my room is pretty bright. My shades are even, like, half closed. Uh, I normally open them, but I've been kind of lazy recently with it. And the reason I've been lazy recently with it is because when I wake up, I go outside and I go for a walk. So I don't really care for my shades anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you actually take a light meter and we open all the room, uh, the windows in this room and we read the light meter, it's still going to be a fraction of what happens if we walk outside. Like, you know, how my, so my kitchen oh. has these big sliding doors that are like the, the glass sliding doors. So they're just yeah. completely transparent. And that room is really bright, especially with my living room windows open too. The light pours in. But if you actually just open the door and take a step outside, you will just pay attention and like take a second to think about how your eyes feel. And it's like, oh shit, it's actually much brighter out here. Yeah, your windows are kind of like a Brita filter almost. And especially if you're not cleaning them and you have like a layer of dust or dirt. Like even though you can't see it, you can still see out your window perfectly fine. Like it is filtering light in a way that's... Yeah gonna affect the light in your room so big tip for trying to get to bed a little earlier is if you if you're getting up early and you got the time mm-hmm. make the time first to go outside but just go for a short walk or just sit outside it also i mean it completely depends on your light right so like if you're up in seattle and it's cloudy or like from where we're from it's like connecticut some days you wake up it's pretty cloudy or it's rainy you're gonna need more light you're gonna need to be outside for longer and you don't okay. necessarily have to do anything. If it's raining, just chill on your patio or something. But uh, did Huberman say anything about the like artificial sun lamps? Like if they are they they are good at tricking us into. So actually, here's the really interesting thing. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so the way our body clocks work, interestingly enough, is in the morning we need a lot of light to wake us up and to get that body clock started. I don't think the the artificial ones are very good. I believe I remember him saying in the sleep episode that. It's better just walk outside, pretty much, is the answer. Like you said, some like what if you work a night shift and you are walking outside to wake up at seven or it's a really cloudy day and you're in Seattle or like you do not you don't have access to sun when you wake up. So that just means you need a little bit of longer exposure. Night shift is a totally different thing. I don't know that's not my area of expertise, so I won't even pretend to understand how that works. Uh, because right. night shift people are like we love you. We need you. Um, <laughs> if you want to learn more about this stuff, listen to the Huberman podcast because I, I do remember him talking a bit about that. Uh, I just don't remember no, what fair. he said because I was like, paying attention to more I, stuff th- like I this. feel like that just ties into like how much we're able to trick our brains into thinking artificial light is sunlight. Like like you said, we could use the light meter yeah. and determine like how bright it is outside right now versus yeah. like, if we were to put your so, horrible back to this, big he, light on. <laughs> so he, the, Even the big light is not right is is nowhere near the sunlight obviously so here's the thing is when you wake up you need a lot of light to kick that body clock timer on but as the day goes on and your body gets more and more and more tired the amount of light to make you wake back up the sensitivity increases Mm. so like that's why people wear blue light blockers or whatever like when it hits like 10 p.m 11 p.m 12 1 2 3 that's when it's like if you have that phone light on or like that overhead light on, it will wake your brain back up really quickly. So it almost it's this kind of it's this really interesting like reverse dichotomy thing where it's like in the morning you need a lot of light. So you need to go outside and your body's not sensitive to light. But at night you need as little light as possible and it's really sensitive to light. So that's one thing okay. to keep in mind. Maybe you can start trying to do that. I think one of the things is I'm 
I'm working out in the mornings, and now I walk to my gym, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, like, naturally getting that sunlight on the way there and on the way back. Um, and even when I don't go to the gym, I'll still wake up at, like, 7-ish. And then just go for a walk around that block area. Just go for, like, a 10-15 minute walk. And it's fantastic. Um, actually, funnily enough, in, in the podcast, he uses the example. It's like, so if you do live in places like Scandinavia, you'll have to be outside for maybe, like, 20 minutes, depending on how much light there is. But even outside in cloud cover it's still going to be a lot more than you sitting in your house with the lights on. You can't yeah. just blast your f face with your phone light. It's still not enough. Okay. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But he, the example that he gave in the podcast, he goes, so let's go on the opposite spectrum. Imagine you're in Colorado. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and the example he gave is in the winter when we get snowfall and ice, that sun reflects off of all of those white surfaces. And like, you really only need to be outside because it's cold, right? You only need to be outside for like two three four five minutes like depending on how bright okay, it is i can do that for sure but because you know that feeling of like walking outside when there's like a fresh layer of snow and it's like blinding it's like yeah you can go out on that for like three minutes you'll you'll be you'll be chilling and might as well lay in the snow while you're out there yeah get your cold exposure in. get your cold it. exposure in like kill two birds with one stone mm -hmm. that's the goal here efficiency work smarter not harder people mm -hmm. um i was gonna Yes. <laughs> uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So as long as you can get outside, yes, yeah. like get your light exposure in. Mm -hmm. um, the vitamin D. You're gonna like start to wake up naturally, and it's gonna you know yeah greatly impact your ability to to get up in the morning. But not only is it gonna wake you up naturally, but it's also gonna set the standard of when you're gonna go to sleep later. Okay. But continue. Don't make me lose my train of thought again. Okay, sorry, go. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any, like, tactics that you use to get yourself up and outside? Is there, like, do you need to, like, do any, like, mental work to get out of bed? Because my issue, like I told you, I sleep with my, my shades open. Mm. Um, I'll wake up, and then I literally will just lay in bed for at least 30 minutes. I don't get up right away. And it, like that's where I struggle. I'm so comfortable. Like, my mm. body isn't ready to start moving, um, so I'll, I'll lay there for whoever knows how long. Like I, I, either I go back to bed or I don't. I just yeah. lay there. Kinda... So tips for getting out of bed. Exactly. So, I think I have. Uh, I would never have looked at it as an unfair advantage, but I've been kind of reading about how like unfair advantages are unfair if you make them unfair. Um, but one of the things that I do. Uh, in my nighttime routine is right before I go to bed I put in a night guard because my body my brain whatever it is uh, likes to grind I like to grind for I grind my teeth at night I shouldn't say I, I, do like. too. I grind my teeth at night it's not great so I have a night guard um, and one of the side effects of having that night guard uh, positive side effect benefits uh, my dentist scared me which the, the way he scared me was basically if you don't brush and floss properly before you put that night guard in you might as well not put the night guard in because if you don't clean your teeth in your mouth, then the bacteria that is going to fuck with your teeth while you're asleep will be worse than you grinding your teeth. So clean your fucking mouth Ew. and then put it in. Right? So Ew. the thing is, like, when I wake up with that thing in my mouth, it's, like, it's not, like, the most pleasant thing. And so the first thing I do is, like, I, like, sense that and I'm, like, all right, time to go fucking brush my teeth. Get that shit out of my mouth. The other thing that just happens kind of sometimes is I drink a lot of water. Uh, and then also before, not before bed, but like, you know, I also, 
I think it's like two-ish hours before bed. I drink water, but on top of that, I'm drinking like a protein shake at night before bed. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll just wake up really needing to piss. And that yes, gets me out of bed. <laughs> I, I will hold that until it is painful and I can't anymore. Like if I have to pee and I'm yeah. laying in bed, I'm like, not happening. I'm getting up. <laughs> yeah. So there was there was a morning last week. Uh, not last well, the week before last week, either way, doesn't really matter. There was a week where I woke up, have, for whatever reason, I had, to pee, I had to piss so bad. Like, I woke up because I had to piss, you know? Like, that feeling, that that painful, like, I I'm really not holding. had to go. Like, really had to go. I don't know what I drank or how much. I, I guess I just drank a lot of water. Maybe I had my protein shake late, something, I don't know. And I just had to pee real bad. And it was, like, 5.30. And so, I like, I went to pee. And then I had that feeling in my mouth. So, I was like, okay, I might as well brush my teeth. And then by then it was like, it had already been like 10 minutes and my brain was just, it just went, okay, now what if I just go to the gym <laughs> and I, what if I, I just start my morning energy. right now? And I did it and it was oh my crazy. Um, I got different Albert. Felt I mean, crazy different. as in like, it just felt good. Cause I just got so much done. Even waking up at seven, I'm getting a lot done before my workday starts, but getting up that extra like hour and a half, I got like even more than i imagined now that's the only time i've done it so far but i do kind of want to re-implement that and like try and see do if it. i can keep doing it don't say you want to albert say you're gonna that's okay, what you'd say to me i would <laughs> yes because beliefs belief mm-hmm, systems mm-hmm. but bef- b- like above, uh, i haven't been that. able to find like enough mojo with just like even having to pee to get out of bed mm-hmm. the only thing that's like worked for me the past couple of weeks is going outdoor climbing, getting outside and like just met, like making coffee on the mat. Like I want all of that. Like I, a real I, external I will get up at 4am to do that. Um, but like Thursday, for example, I was going to go with my friends, go outdoor climbing. I, I woke up at 4am. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like, I love that. Um, but it was thunderstorming out. It was an unexpected thunderstorm. We, we were like prepared for. And so we're just like, you know what? We, we can't go outside. Like that's too dangerous. Um, do, do we want to go to the gym? Like someone said, like we can just go to the climbing gym, and I'm like, nah, I'm going back to bed. Same, it's not the same. Yeah, because being outdoors is. I think external factors are a big thing, and I love waking up to like really having an excitement to do something. But you're not gonna have that every day, right? And so exactly. that's when you kind of have to rely on your own brain. And mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a. I think it's a process of teaching your brain to enjoy the process of getting up and like getting ready and just getting like stuff that. done. Cause I think for me, like today was a hard morning. Like I woke up and I was like, dude, I don't want to do shit. Like I even went on my phone, which I tend not to do. Uh, and, but I cut myself off and it was very much this kind of like philosophy that I read a few months back that took a very long time to sink in, but it was from Ryan holiday. Uh, actually it's not from, it, I found out. Okay. It's meditations by Marcus, Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor mm-hmm. of Rome. But mm, I was put on emperor. to him by Ryan Holiday, who is, uh, who he's like a writer, author, YouTuber, stoicism guy. Mm-hmm. So the way he frames it is really interesting, right? So Marcus Aurelius was one of the five, I think it's five, like great emperors of Rome, like that went down in history as like being amazing. And they found essentially what was his journal, his diary, and they translated it over the centuries and turned it into a book and that book is called meditations and what it is the book is essentially him writing notes to himself and like his philosophies 
um it's like his he has literal gratitude exercises in it it's amazing and then he gets to a point where he's just kind of like talking about his life and like how hard shit is um the way ryan holiday puts it actually is uh yeah meditations was not supposed to be a book that was like published it was his personal notebook and he would probably be fucking mortified to know that we've all been reading it for centuries because it's a really popular book um and so looping this back to the whole waking up in the morning uh i would like to find the quote for you uh at some point for this uh maybe we can take a pause and i can find it for you but it's it's some it's basically you you look at this opening sentence and it's basically this this worshipped like literally like a deity roman emperor but it's in his most human moments he's writing in his notebook and it's him not wanting to get out of bed it's him saying what is the purpose of being a human Mm -hmm. like why do we even get out of bed Mm -hmm. is it like what would be i guess the negative of staying in bed being cozy for a few more minutes a few more hours like and then he goes into kind of like, but is that what life is about? Is it is it about feeling like cozy and warm and like just sitting in bed and doing it? It's like, no, I guess to be human, it's him like thinking through it. It's like, I guess to be human is no different than being an animal, right? Like you get up and you get to work and you do what you need to do. Like to get up is to like chase your purpose or do something like that. I'm really glad that you brought this up. I think living a life of virtue and and purpose as a human you walk on such a thin line Mm. of you know acceptance of the the facts of life that you know aren't necessarily so beautiful and romanticized or you know putting on the mask and and lying to yourself and like i'm the happiest human being ever my life is so fulfilled and yada 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 it's a fine line that you need to walk between to get that virtue like it sounds like you know, being honest with yourself in the morning, like, I don't want to get up, but I'm going to get up, you know, like, you're, you're not getting stuck in that, you know, well, I don't want to get up. So I'm going to stay here. That would be crossing too far on this side of the line. Yeah. Oh, I love waking up in the morning and I'm going to get up. And that's my motivation for, for getting up today. Now, now you're too far on the other side. Yeah. The thin line is being honest that you don't want to get up. Yep. But you do it. But you (laughs) You do it because you, you're a bad bitch and you do the work when you don't feel like it. Do the hard work working in the morning over here. Um, yeah, no. And so I talk about like getting up early all all positively and shit. And and it's like the people who know me, who are listening to this podcast, if they're still listening, like compared to the people who don't know me, um, I was a gamer for a very long time. Uh, I still am. And what that means is staying up till five, six, seven AM playing League of Legends, Valorant. Like I, I'm not a morning person. I was never a morning person. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that belief that you have to change, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. that it's that limiting belief. It's like now I believe, yes, I am a morning person. But I'm I'm a morning person when my routines are intact. Um, and mm-hmm. so I found the quote, and you're very on point with this. In fact, I opened up this uh, this article on the whole quote, and uh, it said Marcus Aurelius was not a morning person, and this was one of the godlike emperors of Rome. And I say godlike because in the time of like his rule, the, there was quite literally a cult within like roman society who worshipped these emperors like they were gods because like emperors were people people knew that but like there was this cult that literally believed that they were deities and he was one of the perceived deities and here is this guy writing in his notebook at dawn when you have trouble getting out of bed tell yourself i have to go to work as a human being what do i have to complain of if i'm going to do what i was born for 
the things I was brought in oh the things I was brought into the world to do or is this what I was created for to huddle under the blankets and stay warm mm. so the whole book is like amazing I'm not like stoicism is you know there's there's a spectrum of what you can believe and what you can you know you, you can choose to believe uh but i think a lot of stoicism is really amazing and i think stoicism kind of gets a bad rap of like oh i don't you know it's like i don't care for certain things but it, it is very much like like don't let your ego control you and don't let pretty yeah pretty much don't let your mind control you which is yeah. like it's that weird part of like you have to separate you from your mind from your thoughts um, and one of my favorite uh, Ryan Holiday quotes, I mean, he's the guy who put me on dystosis, but uh, it, it was him and Joe Rogan talking about like, uh, like doing hard things in like cold showers. And his, I think the quote goes something like, so when I'm in the shower and I'm in that really nice warm heat, it's the moment where I turn the knob to cold that I realize and, or that I tell myself I am the one who is in control. <laughs> which is such a like an odd way of thinking about it but when i thought about it i was like Control, bitch. yeah it's like it's like my mom my mind is like so comfy right now in this warm heat uh-huh. but it's like let's go to cold i'm gonna keep using getting up in the morning as just an example to kind of like draw back to stoicism it's i don't want to use the word like i accept or expect this of my friends but the, the people in my life i either like expect a certain amount from some people that I know that are able to do it. I expect things from myself or I want to build people up to this point of just honesty within themselves, uh, authenticity and, and, and who they are. like. We talked a couple episodes ago about making our bed in the morning. Does making your bed in the morning make you a better morning person? Is it really going to set you up for the rest of your day? No, it's not. Yeah, it's there's what, plenty of people who do I, great without doing yep, making Yep, it's what I bed. enjoy doing in the morning. You don't have to pretend to make your like, bed in the morning to seem like a put-together person. You can be honest and say, I don't make my bed in the morning, and it's okay. I don't yeah. want to. I don't need to. I'm going to get into it later anyway. I think just, like, do what makes your brain tick and tick well. Mm-hmm. And, like, make sure that tick is consistent. Because you never know if it was just because you had something else that morning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But just being honest with yourself, even like, hopefully you you can find people in your life that aren't going to judge you, yeah. um, for not like walking on some some tightrope that they expect you to do. I know, like I lived a lot of my life kind of trying to please other people and try to like same for sure. Um, maybe is mirror what they're doing so that they think I'm worthy enough. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, I, I do ex- yeah, I do everything perfectly. It's okay. I don't I, I don't fall off. Mm-hmm. I, I I got it all down. I, don't, don't even worry about it. And obviously, like, as someone that actually understands the process and, like, people are going to see right through you when you when you say stuff that isn't necessarily in alignment with... Humans are really good at sniffing out bullshit. Yeah. And when you're, when you're so deep in the bullshit, you know, maybe you're not able to sniff it out yourself so you can't, like, imagine what yeah. it would be like to... I think you're very, very much onto something. I think we talk about stuff on this podcast like, oh, yeah, it's very easy and expected. But it's it's very much like I'm especially for me because I've been talking about regiments and routines and stuff. It's like this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is as of like a year mm-hmm. ago. 100 percent started this podcast with the affirmation. I am a student. Yeah. I'm not a for teacher. Life. Always I don't learning. like listening to podcasts where people are constantly preaching that like this is going to change our life. Yeah. Like I don't Maybe. I'm not perfect. I'm a student. I'm here to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we don't have like anyone here right now to like teach us. Things. I'm learning from Albert when he says 
what he talks about. Albert's, Albert's learning from me. Hopefully, like, listeners, when I talk with friends after recording mm. the podcast, like, oh, I heard you say this, and I was, like, pretty inspired by X, Y, Z. Like, you can have – it just starts a chain reaction of conversations. I'm here to be a student. I am a student. Yeah. It's the – it's it's this actually ties in really nicely. Uh, I mentioned it before we started the podcast, but it was – it's this, it's this uh, notion of humans – tend to especially with media and society and whatever you want to blame but um just how our world is constructed there's this kind of like image of like retiring or stopping and you know being relaxed and comfortable and and sitting on a beach with your feet up and drinking a margarita Mm -hmm. where it's like there's the finite goals and there's the infinite goals and i think in life to be happy you have to always play for the infinite game and one of those infinite Mm -hmm. games that i aim to always be a part of is the constant learning and that's the, it's the same thing as like the routines and regiments, right? Like you will fall off your routine. Something will come up, whether it's a vacation, whether it's something in the family, whether it's you just had a bad week and you need a tub of ice cream and a late night session of movies or like Netflix and gaming or something, right? Like shit's going to happen. The important thing is that you go back to what makes you healthy and happy. Um, not to say that movies and ice cream and stuff doesn't make you healthy and happy, but I think we all know you shouldn't be doing that seven days a week. <laughs> um, unless it's your job or something. I don't fucking know. But it's, I'm actually a professional ice cream tester, so yeah. <laughs> I need you to back off, Albert. It's, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I think um, a really prime example of this, and this was one of my favorites, uh, when I learned about... It, it's It's so simple, but... It just made so much sense is uh there's this really big community online of like nofap like you know when november <gasps> rolls around and it's like Don't no nut november no and like fap. all that crap so one of those one of the one of the things is like when you start on that kind of journey or at least when i did uh as like a 16 17 year old or whatever wait are you still on it the journey is this like um the journey is see here's the thing the journey is always right so like that's the whole like i don't you not masturbated since 16 no 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 no, nothing like that okay this is the point I'm right understanding when people online talk about stuff like nofap or like semen retention or whatever crazy fucking name they want to give it they uh-huh. talk about like here are the benefits and here when you hit the benefits and then you have all these like horny like 20 something year olds because guess what we're all still fucking kids like when you're 20 like you're an adult but like your body's still young like you want to fuck every day kind of thing like it's gonna happen like you're gonna get horny and shit but the way it works it's like the people are like seven day streak 10 day streak 30 day streak 90 day streak you're gonna fucking levitate off the ground and it's like they have this obsession with like hitting this goal of like a certain amount of days They're missing the mark and the mark is that you don't just stop for like you can stop forever like eventually if that's your goal but it's like you just do it less just do it less it's like the whole thing is like you do it less and here's the thing is like you do it less and then along the way it's like you just stop thinking about it right like the problem with like those streaks is like and goals is like you're obsessing over this goal of not doing something you're obsessing over the metric yeah i think that like that ties to everything in life to your career to like your workout goals. It's not about the metric. We, we always focus on numbers, yeah. like income, weights that we're able to yeah. lift, days we've it's gone the same without thing. masturbating. When when people say, I'm going to lose this weight, I'm going to get to this goal weight, what happens when they hit the goal weight? Well, they go straight the fuck back I, up. I, I would genuinely ask these people, because I mean, I do it too, I think, especially in my career. Everybody, I'm thinking yeah. about like, take a sit, 
step back like sit down for a second i'm gonna use the 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 no fap thing as an example too um what is the benefits like what are you actually feeling right now okay you haven't masturbated in 10 days who cares about the streak okay what are you feeling do you like yeah it it supposedly raises your testosterone levels when Mm -hmm. when you go longer do you you feel that do you feel a difference in your testosterone levels like how are you benefiting from this process like gain that second attention and intuition into your body like Mm -hmm. that is the real reason you should be doing that yeah really really focus in and i think uh here's just a general tip for any of you trying to not masturbate as much i think actually (laughs) masturbations i think masturbations like they teach you in class in science and stuff it's like oh it's good for you it's not it's not necessarily good for you i think is this female masturbation? Is that? I, I believe it's the same thing. No. And well, so here's here's a here's a really big thing, right? Is um, Fuck. is just porn. Like, oh. I think, I think like, if you have masturbated for like a month and you're like fucking feeling it, go for it. Like, if you really need to, but don't do it with porn because I think that's what really fucks your head. I up. agree. I agree. Um. We're speaking to the masses here because, you know, everyone watches porn. Yeah. And it, it's hard to just be like, don't do it. And then, like, you know, it's like, people's dude, careers actually try it. Like try, try masturbating without porn. It's like, like it's not. I do. I don't there watch you go. porn. It's like um, much better for you. But I also, like, I'm kind of in tune with when I feel like I need to. Like, I, I, I don't. There's a sense you get a. I don't think about this, but I do n- know that, like, my period cycles, like, there are certain sectors of my cycle that I would, yeah, I would want to recently learn more about this. Yeah. We have four phases. I don't know the names of them, so I'm not even going to try. Um, but like certain phases, I'm more inclined to like want to do those things. I, I'm kind of a psychopath. Um, I think all of us are, but it's okay. Like my, my masturbations are extremely spiritual. Um, I guess psychopath is, a little critical here like we don't need to i don't like, if anyone else does this i don't want you to think you're crazy but um like the masses do typically watch porn i like to picture like my higher self and like a jungle i'm like picturing myself and like tarzan swoops in and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i think uh, also guys and girls are, are different in that sense guys are very much like more visual not to say that girls aren't and can't be but it's it's i think from what i've read girls like to go into the mind a lot more mm-hmm. so i don't think you're a psycho um I, th- I do truly think that on the opposite end um or not on the opposite end but just in a different example it's very much like like going back to like hey like let's play the infinite game what is the negative right like what are the benefits and what are the negatives for me when i'm not focused on you know when especially no porn no masturbation that kind of thing it's not that it's like oh this is making me feel like i levitate off the ground it's like i feel more focused and i feel more like in tune with what i'm I want to do so whether that be work or my like i'm going to the gym or whatever i'm doing like i feel like i have more focus into it which is a really nice feeling and i think part of that is like when you get rid of the porn and the horny thoughts it's like you have that extra reservoir of energy and you're just transferring sexual energy into energy energy I wanna for like, yourself yeah i want to build up my sexual energy too so that like when it's time to use it i have like abundance of it and i'm like ready to explode from experience um, yes yeah exactly <laughs> i knew someone i don't i'm curious if you ever tried this um would like do the process of masturbation up until the point of orgasm. oh just edging is that what it's called yes edging? Yeah, yeah no don't do that okay uh i have not done that because i don't want to <laughs> so i think that is maybe where see this is now getting somewhat into the sciencey spiritual realm um 
I don't know how different it is for girls and guys, but as a guy, I can tell you straight up, don't do it. There's no fucking point. Um, mm-hmm. And all because all it is is like you're leaving yourself horny. Okay. And <laughs> it, that's going to be distracting for when you want to go throughout your day. Like doing that during sex or during masturbation is one thing. Just remember how much time it takes. Doing that as like a daily thing, that's when you're going to be like, that's when I ask you, like, if you're into that, sure, you can be into what you want to be into, but, like, put that shit on a calendar and then count the amount of hours you're spending on that. Because people do that shit for a long time. I think one of the, I think, so just masturbation, that kind of stuff in general. Because if you actually look at, first off, it's the energy. We talked about this in one of the other episodes. Time, attention, and energy are three of the most important and valuable resources a human can have. And all three of those are consumed like crazy when you go into hyper-dopaminergic activities like porn and masturbation. So what the cost is is actually not you fapping and getting off. The cost is I, I'm spending like, like 45 minutes to an hour and a half every day doing this shit. And when you take an hour and a half and multiply it by seven for the week and then times 52 for, throughout the year, it's like, look at how much time you're actually wasting. And then not to mention that, but it's like the recovery time, like your brain getting back to normal. Uh-huh. Like it's a waste of time and energy. Like if you actually yeah. think about it, it's taking and stealing away what is yours. I wonder if this is um, only a problem for people, like younger people. I feel like once you get older, maybe your sex drive goes down and you don't necessarily... Well, maybe, but like, doing that. especially nowadays, like our parents their generation they didn't grow up with technology like we did like kids mm-hmm. nowadays me like i grew up knowing knowing what porn was since i was 11 the 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 majority of people growing up nowadays are going to have porn addictions just addictions in general like movies Social to, media, for me is yeah. a great example like if you watch movies from like the 50s um psycho is like the movie that I like to think about, there's not a lot of cutscenes. Like you, you have the camera set up and you're like the yeah. camera's panning to follow the characters, but there's no cuts in between the the scenes unless you're like maybe going into the next room. Um there's an the, expectation the flow that your of the attention movie yeah. is way different than it is now. There's an expectation that your attention is retained. We're, right now we're watching ten second videos on our phone. Swipe, 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 swipe. Atten- like it's absurd how different the like attention is compared to 100 years ago like i've been doing a lot of research on short form content and youtube just in general because i'm thinking of starting to do some of my own things and it's crazy because half of the game of youtube is making sure people don't click off your videos because thumbnails and intros and just viewer retention is such a prized possession within the algorithm because it's like obviously you watch the video longer they'll give you more of those types of videos but it's like, how do you make those videos so people can't click off? It's yelling. <laughs> it's like basically shouting, um, really fast cuts, and really bright and popping thumbnails. Because the thing is, like, it's not you don't win the view when you click when you get someone to click on the video. You can click on the video, but remember what YouTube looks like. On the sidebar, there's 20 other thumbnails grabbing at your attention. Think about how many times you've watched a YouTube video and clicked off of it three to well, five minutes in. Especially if you're like clicking on a YouTube video and you have no idea what the YouTube video is going to be about, you need there to be a really flashy thumbnail, a really flashy title, and really flashy like first 10 seconds in order to keep you to stay. Like You're totally right. I wonder... There, like there need... I prefer watching things that... Um, 
are not like that at all. But I would like, like, in order for me to keep my attention, I'd like to know what the video is going to be about beforehand. I wonder if there's like a way around this. Like I'm, now I'm just like thinking of a social media platform that's based around like See, that's lesser... the thing. It's, it's a different expectation, right? Like, because if you want something like that, you have Netflix. You have 50 minute episodes, 30 to 50 minute episodes. But of... again, with the cutscenes constantly, I mean, obviously like not all directors do this. So there are like really, really good movies coming out that. Well, that's also just like an artistic style, right? Like right. Fast Cuts is like, is very like a YouTube tiktok centric thing but it's like an action movies too it's just like constant simulation yeah which is why like honestly i feel this is gonna go down a different rabbit hole of just like of like movies and content and quality and stuff but there yeah there's there's shit like that where it's just like there's people aren't experimenting as much like cinematography is like is getting a little samey uh there's there's some good i i can't name directors because i'm not like a movie nerd but um I know there was like, for example, there was an episode of a haunt, the haunting on Hill house, the haunting of Hill house where they didn't do a single cut. Yeah, the long, camera long just followed them the entire crazy. episode. And I could feel myself like getting anxious. Like yeah. I just like, I, it was hard to, to watch that. Exactly. So it but depends on the I, style like, too. The, I know that the director was like wanting people to be uncomfortable watching it. Like I, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is, this was his plan, but yeah so so that's like a horror film i think another really great example that pops into mind is i think it's 1917 it's a it's a film about world war one and they have this i think it's like a two to three minute scene of this dude he's delivering a message and he has to run to deliver the message by foot it's fucking world war one and there's the scene that starts where he has to cross a battlefield of like people like both armies are sending waves of people at each other because it's World War One, mm-hmm. and there's people leaving. There's trenches and people rising out of the trenches and running at each other with guns and cannons and like World War One like military equipment. And it's like little waves of people running at each other across the battlefield. And there's a single man running. So they're all running like left Everyone's across the screen oh and God. the one guy is running towards the camera and the camera is just oh. tracking backwards for like three minutes and it's him scrambling across this battlefield getting tripped up like bullets every and it's like it's an amazing scene and i think it just for movies especially in tv shows it's like that kind of stuff depends on what cinematographer you're working with and what director you're working with and what kind of story you're trying, trying to tell right what you're trying to portray it sounds like he really wants to to yeah. Display the longevity of the intensity of just like Jesus like, Christ, this dude second. has to cross a battlefield with bullets and shit flying everywhere uh-huh. and people are dying and Yeah, so um that's very much I think it's it's a storytelling vehicle, like cuts. I feel you on that. So that's like that was very well said. But uh, I feel uh, YouTube and TikTok, you're not wrong where it's like if you like play the first 45 seconds to a minute of any youtube video now it's there's gonna be a, a ridiculous and like literally tally the amount of cuts you're gonna need a note like like a, like a full notebook bro like it's yeah. like just look at any mr beast video it's like those videos are created so with that note follow our youtube channel where we just like sit in front of the camera and chew <laughs> beans for three hours straight and try to watch the whole thing, but you can't, losers. I'm kidding. We don't even have a YouTube channel. So. No, not yet, not yet. Um, one interesting thing that I saw, it's a new podcast I've been watching. It's uh, Colin and Samir. They're YouTube creators, and they do a lot of their podcast channel. Actually, they interview a bunch of really successful creators, mm. and they're really good at interviewing. I love their podcast. 
Um, and they break down the science of like what makes stuff interesting, what like what do these creators do, and they interview mm -hmm. really famous people, um, like Mr. Beast or like Tim Ferriss, the author of Four Hour Workweek. It's like creators, and one of the things that they touched on was video podcasts. Mm. Almost no modern podcasts do audio only, kind of like what we're doing. Well, we're innovators. Um, and so there's been there's positives and negatives Vintage to that, right? Over here. And it's like Tim Ferriss is one of these OG podcasters mm -hmm. who can have anyone on his podcast that he likes. Uh, not anyone, but he's had a lot of people. He's he's done some crazy like he's done uh, Arnold. He's done Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's done uh, like hella like super A list celebrities. And one of his benefits is that he's audio only. So he's audio only, and then he can do podcasts whenever he wants. So he gives basically credit to or not credit um like the, the like he gives his guests as much freedom as possible so they could be in a bathrobe mm -hmm. just out of bed just make sure they have good audio equipment and so it's like they they can do it from one, wherever they want they can cut whatever they want from the podcast he just makes it as easy as possible and that, mm -hmm. that's one of the benefits from audio only but uh the conversation between him and colin samir is like he's he's, he's able to do that because he's like this author of like insane productivity books also he's just been podcasting for a long time really long time so it's almost like he's grandfathered in and like this new wave of video podcasts it's like pretty much every podcast that starts now it has to have video and it's because people connect with you in that kind of like video sense like they can watch you on screen when they want to i mean if you want to see what we look like you can follow our instagram at close to the core <laughs> <laughs> we don't have too many posts on there but we'll yeah i'll post today maybe i think it's i think it's a <laughs> i think it'd be interesting to eventually kind of transition into something like video but i also think it's like it's nice right because like we're changing positions we're still figuring out our studio like we're still recording in my room we might record in your house eventually like, albert found out how long i drive to get here <laughs> and when he found out that he was gonna have to do that drive he's like mm, probably not <laughs> yeah, like 30 minute drives is a lot so but either way it's like it's it's like yeah. video is an interesting concept but there's it a lot is. that you have to like think about like you're gonna have to look presentable i'm gonna have to look presentable those two things mean very different things um it's like a different focus like some people aren't as comfortable on camera i think I'd, I'd be fine but like i wouldn't like maybe it affects the quality of our podcast by like five percent who knows what that 5% translates into? Mm -hmm. Like, I have no idea. Um, it'll be an interesting experiment if we ever want to go down that road. But for now, I think we're still, you know, finding our footing and finding our voice. And yeah. we can kind of go wherever we want. Um, if, you're list if you made it this far, um, let me know. Let Albert and I know what you think about that. If that's... Like, like when you listen, obviously podcasts. you like listening to podcasts. If you made yeah. it this far, you like you like listening to people talking. And then, you know, me too, me too. Um, do you listen to... Or do you listen to podcasts and have the, the video on? I personally don't. I don't care to watch people talk. Like, I personally do a little bit of both. Hmm. So it just depends what I'm feeling. Like my entire drive here, I was listening to the Trash Taste podcast. And if there was like a a thing where they'd make like a really, really funny joke. And like the boy, all, all the people on the podcast were like dying laughing. Like I would open up the video just to see the reactions um yeah it very much depends on the situation most of the time i'm fine with podcast audio only but like if i'm actually not doing anything or from like eating lunch and listening to the podcast i'll pull up the video it's nice to have the option but it's also interesting how that is a new standard because podcasting used to be just audio it's like all you could do but yeah, now with like, like now with technology like you can upload two hour videos 
three-hour videos right. to YouTube, no problem. I just when I listen to podcasts, I don't want it to be like I'm watching something. Like it's it essentially background noise to my life. Like I'm even if I'm staring at a wall, like I want to stare at the wall. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching it, like do my dishes, watch a podcast, drive to work, watch a podcast, or listen to a podcast. Um, be at work, listen to a podcast. I think it's my brain. Just I really like the visual like aspect of like I can you can hear a lot of someone's mood and inflections and stuff in their voice and i think that's really great um and i feel like i'm actually pretty good at like sniffing those things out too but when it comes to certain aspects of like the way someone talks like if they're talking pretty passionately about something if they're talking about something they're really Mm -hmm. well informed on i i think there's part of my brain this is just speculation now i think there's part of my brain that like wants to open up the video because i want to see what they look like when they're talking about this thing like if they're if someone's talking about something really passionate about, I want to see their eyes light up when they're talking about it. I want to see their mm. hands moving. I want to see what they're like, what they look like when they're having the conversation. Studying human emotion because he's an alien. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I do find that kind of emotion like fascinating, or like yeah. that kind of like the I want to I want to watch their body language. It's like what do you like? How do you really? Mm. What does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's stuff like the Trash Tatis podcast where they have VTubers on, and then I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> Facts. I do want to point out, because I think this is going to be a, a running thing. What? Like, I'm going to do this every episode. What's up? When you were talking, like, we, we, we went on our tangent, but um, while you were talking, the first time that I looked over at our audio stream, it was exactly on one hour. Uh-huh. My internal clock. We're gonna. It's, it's going to be a running thing. I think I've done every episode thus far. Like, I've looked over. This mm-hmm. time, it was exactly on the hour mark. I know. I know. This to, to a T. <laughs> this top clock is ticking baby uh so i i feel as though this is a good place to stop yeah i think that was a pretty good stopping point hell yeah well thank um, you for listening uh yeah. fo- follow us on what instagram and stuff to follow, yeah follow us on instagram we've never plugged it <laughs> maybe what? i'll start posting on more at closer to the core not maybe we're gonna up our instagram all game you, Flexing on the gram. Natalie's flexing for those of you yep. wondering. Guns Double are bicep out pump. and about on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. Follow us closer to the core. Thanks for Love listening. You. Bye. <laughs>